0: With all the outdoor fun in the North State, sometimes it's hard to always protect your skin from those damaging rays. Do you have questions about those new spots in your skin? Then maybe it's time for a skin check with Dr. Paul Savin, a board-certified dermatologist specializing in medical and surgical skin care. Call today to schedule your appointment at 342-3424. That's 342-3424. Or visit his website, northvalleydermatology.com. St. John the Baptist Catholic Church of Chico is proud to help bring you Seeds of Truth. Heard every weeknight evening right here on KKXX. St. John the Baptist Parish is a Catholic family community serving our area with a variety of services and ministries for both Catholics and the community at large. St. John's Catholic Family welcomes anyone and offers a wide range of programs and ministries from prayer and support groups to socials and Christian cultural activities. Call the parish office for a complete Mass schedule or more information at 343-8741 or visit the website at stjohnthebaptistchico.org. St. John the Baptist Catholic Church welcomes anyone seeking spiritual fulfillment at Mass or benediction or 24-hour weekday adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Call St. John's Parish Office, 343-8741, or on the web at stjohnthebaptistchico.org for a complete schedule or more information. This is Seeds of Truth. Your host is Joe Holcroft. Doctor of Theology of St. John's Catholic Parish and the Sacramento Diocese. If you have a question or would like to support Seeds of Truth Ministries, the website is joeholcraft.org.
1: Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Friday evening, where we are set to continue our exploration into how to best respond to that question. Can you pray for me? I think this is program episode number 13 as we are going through these series of keys into how to best respond to that question Can you pray for me? Yes, we should say yes, (laughs) but then what does that yes look like? That is what we have been about over the past uh, 12, 13 weeks. But before we jump into our sixth key for uh, this series, I did just want to offer up a, a programming change. Over the past, oh gosh, year, Father Mike has been joining me each and every Wednesday. We have been praying about this now over the past few weeks, and uh, it's just something we can't do anymore time-wise. You have heard me say, not every good is a willed good. And be assured, it is my firm belief that what we've been doing is not only a good, but for the time that we were able to do it, a willed good. The thing of it is, um, over the past few weeks, Our schedules have become such that ultimately we can no longer uh, treat the movies that we've been treating and examining the movies as we have been examining them. Now, that being said, this does not mean that Father Mike will no longer join me, or for that matter, that we might not return to uh, that project. So what does that mean for Wednesday? Well, I will continue to uh, air programming on Wednesday. I know Seeds of Truth is now down to two days, Wednesday and Friday. I think what I'm going to do, because they have been programs that have been so well received, is continue to take up your questions. Okay. So please do not hesitate to send me your questions on the Catholic faith, on the Christian revelation. Just send your questions to J H O L L J M J at yahoo.com, or you can go to my website at joholcraft.org. Just hit the contact link button there and send your question on its way. In the past, I have dealt with your questions and we had it set aside for a particular night. Uh, we stopped that because I wanted to continue with Father Mike, but as he can no longer go, as as we can no longer have the time together that we felt we needed to do a just job for what we were doing, we are going to return to that topic that is titled Special Topics, Answering Your Questions, okay? All right, that being said, now <laughs> let us jump into this sixth key, uh, this sixth intercessory key, To pray with specifics. What does that mean? Well, don't be generic before God, right? He desires to know the details of what it is in our heart. So don't be generic. This is not for His sake, right? He already knows the details, but for our sake. There is great power when we sound out our prayers of intercession as a Father. I rejoice when my child is detailed in his requests. It shows me that he knows what he wants. God rejoices over the same deliberate prayer. And now as I say that, I might offer a couple of practical tips here before we really get into what this means. Um, first, write down the names and intentions in a notebook. Huh? Now you can also do this in your iPhone if, if that's how you take notes. Sometimes I get so many requests that I don't know if I have prayed for all of them unless I have written them down. Uh, Typically, if you have prayed for them on the spot and have internalized the requests, the requests will be remembered. But it does not hurt to write them down, especially if you tend to forget things. Uh, Second, and I think this to be so valuable, is that we should take those specific intentions and present them to God the Father during Mass, especially during the consecration of the Eucharist. I cannot think of a greater time for intercessory prayer than when the whole host of heaven are mediating on behalf of the body of Christ. So, uh, two practical tips. I think that should be worth your while. Now, as we begin to unpack the why, I wanted to share with you first a story, a story that is close to my heart. The summer before my senior year in high school, uh, my friend and I set out for a ten-hour road trip to the coast of Southern California. Now. As many of you know, in California, if you are listening to this podcast in California, you're probably going to be familiar with the Grapevine. If you're not, the Grapevine is what connects essentially Northern California and Southern California. So this trip included going through the Grapevine, which is a canyon of approximately 40 miles that again connects, uh, I say Northern California with Southern California, probably better said the Central Valley with Southern California. At certain stretches of this pass, there is nothing but open road. And as my friend and I were in the middle of the grapevine, our car broke down. And it was approximately 2 p.m. in the afternoon, over 100 degrees. And it was 1992, so we didn't have any cell phones. (laughs) Okay. And I still recall, though we put our emergency lights on, no one was interested in stopping to assist us. And it was in this moment that we both prayed. But what's interesting is we pray differently. I started to pray, oh, God, please help us in our time of need. We don't have any other place to turn. And as I started to pray those words, my friend interrupted me. And praying with a sense of conviction, I still recall his words, "No, sweet Jesus, please send us someone who knows what is wrong with our engine that we can get back on the road. And I was struck by this prayer. It not only came from a place of great faith and confidence in God, but his prayer was very specific. And wouldn't you know, minutes later, a car mechanic just so happened to stop at the side of the road with all the tools needed to fix and replace what was needed. As it turns out, it was our alternator. He fixed it, and we were on our way. And as we drove off, my friend made, I think, an important observation. And really, an observation that was a question. Why do you pray to God as if you don't know Him? You need to be more intentional when you pray. Does not Jesus desire specific prayer? And my friends, He was right. And that day, more than just an alternator was repaired, if you will. But my understanding of how we ought to pray intentionally, but as we do With specifics. Okay? Now, there are few passages that sound the alarm more clearly for the need to be specific in prayer than the healing of Bartimaeus uh, in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. So if you have your Bibles out there, why don't we turn our attention to Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52? There we read And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples in a great multitude, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man saying to him, take heart, rise, he is calling you. And throwing off his mantle, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, master, let me receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. Now, in this narrative, Bartimaeus hears Jesus from a curbside, right? And he cries out to Jesus for mercy. His cry appears to be both genuine and specific, right? Genuine in that he cries out twice, specific in that he identifies Christ as the Son of David to be merciful upon him. Clearly, Bartimaeus was crying to Jesus out of a knowledge And faithfulness that Jesus could heal his blindness. Suffering cries, Bartimaeus was suffering. Yet, he does not ask for Jesus to specifically heal his blindness, but for mercy in general. Why? Perhaps he was afraid to ask for such a specific desire for fear of being denied. Uh, Whatever the reason, Jesus uh, stops, calls him forth, and asks him point blank. And I believe this to be so provocative. What do you want me to do for you? Now let us hit the pause button here. Bartimaeus already said what he wanted Jesus to do for him to have mercy upon him, right? Bartimaeus asked Jesus for mercy. Jesus asks Bartimaeus for clarity, for more detail, for specifics, right? But why does Jesus ask for more detail in prayer? First, my friends, by being specific in prayer, I think we could say that we are invited into a more robust relationship with Jesus Christ, right? Because vaguaries are impersonal. Details are personal. The less we hide from Jesus, the more real our relationship with Jesus will become. Jesus says to Bartimaeus, tell me what it is that you desire in very specific terms. Open your heart to me in a very specific way. Uh, Second, specifics can help us identify what is from God versus what is from man. Um, When Jesus says, what can I do for you? Are we not made to examine more critically those requests that are holy versus unholy? When we ask God to help us win the lottery, and he responds with the question, why? We might soon realize such a request is less about God's will, right? And more about our immediate gratification. This second point helps us, I think, to better understand ourselves as we evaluate what what motivates our request. Before most questions, my friends, is the one question: Does your prayer request to seek to glorify man or God? All right. Third. As we look deeply into our hearts, we might discover that undetailed, vague prayer seldom meets God in the many little ways that God desires to meet us, right? Be assured, God desires that we do great big things for him. But what is big is always preceded by what is small, right? This is the essence of the parable the mustard seed. Yes, Jesus asks us, how do you want me to change your marriage? Jesus asks us, "How, how do you want me to overhaul the spirit of your workplace? Jesus asks us, uh, would you like your parish to transform into a parish of disciples? He asks all of these big questions. But, brothers and sisters in Christ, if we seek to have our marriage transformed, our workplace renewed, and parish community to to be life-giving, we have to invite God into the small details of our everyday life. And yes, over time, God will renovate all of those bigger things. Lastly, by being specific, we will know whether God has answered our prayer. This might be a fear of ours, it is for me, but it challenges me to be more specific. Knowing a prayer has been answered, I think, can really build up our faith, our relationship with God, and in many ways encourage us to pray more boldly and specifically in the future. Conversely, vague prayer leaves us with no clear direction into. Into what to look for and and how God might work in a specific situation, and yes, God's answer might be no or not yet. But at least then we know when to trust more, which always leads to those um, four important words that we are all called to pray: "Thy will be done." Those four words that Christ prayed himself. Amen, amen. All right, let us close with a word of prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.